Blog Talk Radio. You're all I've ever wanted, but I'm terrified of you. Seek my castle may be haunted, but I'm terrified of you. I've cast my spell on millions, but I'm terrified of you. Baby, I do this from the ceiling, but I'm terrified of you. I wait my whole life to bite the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out. So I'm frightened. Ooh, Dracula's one never ran from no one, but I'm terrified of you. See, my heartbeat is a slow one, but I'm terrified of you. I've been around for ages, but I'm terrified of you. Run my thing across the stage, but yet I'm terrified of you. I'm wait my whole life to the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out I want to fight Dracula's wedding uh, You know I'm terrified oh, You know I'm terrified You know I'm I am live. Okay. Hey, everybody. Um, Happy Easter. Hope everyone had an awesome day with their families. Um, Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Talk with Jade on Vibe Radio. Um, I am super excited for uh, tonight's episode. Um, First, I just want to thank Ryan Jones uh, and the freaking awesome Paranormal Show for another opportunity to do a show. And... um, Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. Um, I am a psychic medium. I am part of an awesome team based out of Buffalo, New York, called Ghost Stories, Fact, and Fiction. Um, If you are not already following us on Facebook, I will be tagging um, our team down below when this show is over. Um, We have a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, the most major thing and our main priority at the moment is our psychic fair that is going to be held in Wales, New York, uh, at Wales Center Fire Company. It is May 20th and the 21st. It's a two-day long event. 
and um, we're going to have some awesome guests and stuff. I will be a vendor there. We will all be vendors there. So um, if you can make it, please come down and see us. Um, let me think. So, yeah, I'll tag us on Facebook. Um, tonight I have a special guest. He is a good friend of mine. His name is John Griffin. He is part of another great paranormal team called UNI Research, and um, he is a paranormal investigator. We'll be adding him to the conversation in one minute. Um, see, oh, hey, I guess we can add him now. Let's go ahead. Oh, I do this. Sorry, guys. Yes. Oh, add. Add, add, add. Hey. Can you hear me? Who are you? I'm here. How's it going? Pretty good. Struggling with my phone. Sorry. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. It's good to see you. It's been a while. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. We, like, keep going to the same, like, haunted places, but not at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you just, I just saw you visited our uh, our team's second home. I did. That was amazing. It was my first time at uh, Wildwood Sanitarium, and that was incredible. Loved it. We got a lot of good communication, a lot of um, – we we went as a team and like we had split up like that place is actually like a lot bigger than I thought, so we we like split up and like all the um, all the evidence that we were getting from different levels of the home, um, it all matched up in the end when we put everything together. Like it, it it's cool. It's cool. But I, I actually, you know that I know my um, Hinsdale house history, but I did not know anything about Wildwood. And someone on our team goes, well, why don't you try going in blind this time? So I did. So it was awesome. That's the first time I ever did that to, like, you know, as a medium, go in and see what happens. And then to find out the history later was just awesome. So I definitely want to go back. <laughs> literally what, what you just said because you kind of had the same reaction that uh, uh, our team had when we first arrived. And it was only actually um, it was only uh, a few of us that went and from the outside it was like okay well this because we had gone to the Hinsdale house prior to that the next mm-hmm. day we went to Bobwood mm-hmm. showed up and we're like okay well I mean the building's definitely bigger than Hinsdale but then we walked in and we were like there's all these back staircases and it's taking us down these secret passages. It's like, what is this building? <laughs> right. Kind of like, uh, what's that home? The, um, what's it? Not the Lizzie Gordon. Oh, the, um, the Winchester mansion. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit like that in a way. I was like, these two staircases go to the same floor. Really? Weird. But yeah, that was cool. So, John, so let's get into it. So let's just start from the beginning of your paranormal journey. Because, I, uh, you know, it's not even a career for you. Like, it is, but it's also your life, and it's been your life. So how did you first get introduced to supernatural events? Well, basically, it, um, it started when I was four years old. And uh, I had a experience with an angelic being um and from there it ended up going into more of a uh 
Um, there were other entities that started to make an appearance. Um, there was an entity we called uh, uh, the Hunter later on. Uh, later on in life, we, we, we gave him that nickname. Actually, I should say my brother gave him that nickname. Um, we also had some spirit entities, and then uh, in my teens, I ended up uh, having a uh, demonic entity that made its presence, uh, came into the haunting, essentially, and it changed the dynamic of the haunting completely. Um, that went from, I mean, from when I recall my first incident, that was four years old, all the way to 19 years old. Um, so I had, like, a very broad spectrum, it, like, when you look at the haunting from, from start to finish, um, it was pretty broad with the, with the experience. Um, and pretty much um, when it came down to the haunting, my, my brother and I were the primary uh, recipients of all the activity that happened. Um, so, and I didn't realize that my mother had some experiences because I know she didn't want us to be scared because we used to say what we were experiencing. And, she was basically trying to say, no, 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 there is nothing going on. It's just a dream, stuff like, you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And But meanwhile, she did have experiences. She told us that later on. So that's where it kind of started for us. It was just, uh, you know, it was a small house um, in, in Schenectady, uh, mm-hmm. Schenectady, New York, and it just, it just took off from there. Um, so, wow. So who is the hunter? Who's that? The reason he got his nickname um, is uh, there was one point that uh, my my brother was uh, we we ended up sleeping in the living room of, of the house for seven years because this entity just kept on that seemed like they did not like us kept on coming into our room. Originally, it was bothering my brother and I, um, and then my brother actually at one point started sleeping, uh, I would just, I'd wake up and, you know, uh, and all of a sudden he was sleeping in my bed. So our parents got us bunk beds and just turned the, the Jeremy's old room uh, into a playroom. Um, then this entity kept on coming into our room and bothering us there. So we started sleeping in the living room because the living room was close to our parents' room. Mm-hmm. Um, one night my brother had woken up and he saw the apparition, this, this figure we've been seeing. But this time he said he was dressed up in a hunter outfit. I mean, he was pointing a, 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 a gun at him as if he was, like, hunting him. So at that point, um, since we didn't really have any name, we didn't know what to really call him other than just, you know, some ghost, uh, mm-hmm. we, uh, uh, we officially got the name uh, Hunter um, after that experience. That's crazy that you both, you know, had the exact same experiences. It's one thing if you experience it by yourself, but if you've got a witness with you that experiences all that stuff, game changer. But that's good at the same time because at least you guys had each other to talk to. Yeah. Sorry, my dog's barking. It has its pros. <laughs> it has its pros and cons. Um, you know, I, I was pretty vocal about things. Um, you would think that I was more of a quiet one, and this is ultimately when I started to become more of a quiet person. Um, now you may not necessarily recognize that um, because I just don't shut up. But uh, basically, um, I, I went to a private school, and when I started having these experiences, I did tell um, some of the, uh, the, um, 
my classmates, and, and we're talking, we're going back into nursery school, elementary school time. I told them what I had experienced, um, but I didn't know the term ghost. I didn't know anything about death. Um, and so I just called it, I called uh, the person that I saw, which inevitably became the hunter, um, disappearing people. And I thought, as a kid, I legitimately wow. thought it was a person that had a superpower. Um, wow, that's crazy. And, yeah, from there, it just, that that's what, um, when I talked about it, that's where it was mistake number one. Um, one of the students went back to their, their uh, parents, and they basically told them to stay away from me because I was essentially satanic. Um, uh, because of the, I talk, was talking about ghosts. And so all of a sudden, this person who was originally my friend was said that they told, or that his parents told him to stay away from me. And this followed me into the next school that I went to, and my brother pretty much followed me into these different schools. Uh, I mean, obviously, we were four years apart, but he went to the same school that I did. Mm-hmm. And the, the part that bothers me most about this, yes, we experienced it together, but I feel like because I spoke out about it at the time, he was guilty by association. Because I was known as kind of like more of a freak for going, you know, when I went to the private schools and this is what they were saying about me, the rumors just kept on going because some of the people who went to that school that heard about me went to the other school. But then when they knew that I had a brother and then my brother came into those schools, they were like, oh, look at it, it's the freak's brother. And now automatically he's guilty. Right. And um, not only that, but then that's hard for him to be able to talk about his own experiences then as well. Because he feels like it's going to get judged, probably. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't talk about it for the longest time, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, especially when you're young and you experience certain things. I don't know. It can be, like, like kind of traumatizing, <laughs> I think. I mean, you can even experience traumatizing things as an adult, spiritually so. Just imagine a kid. But um, I, mean, I can tell you, mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that the seeing what I saw because I I saw him go at, uh, when my brother was born, um, and you know he was just a young kid at the time. I heard his door open and it caused me to get up out of bed and and look and I saw the door sliding open, seeing a shadow figure go in. There was a point where after that point I started to go in after my parents went to bed to get my brother, um, and there was one um. Because there was a point where he was, he, he did start coming into, like I said, he did start coming into the room. Um, but I didn't know why I knew he was scared. And then I saw that. So it was kind of like, you know, now I didn't wait for him to come down. I got up and I went to his room and brought him down. Um, and that's when the bunk beds ended up coming in ultimately. I was going to say, so at, so at what point then did your mom get into the mix of things? She had, uh, they, uh, my parents did have an experience um, prior to uh, prior to my first experience at age four. So uh, they had thought, and I, uh, at one night they, they heard me get out of bed. This is prior to Jeremy being born. Um, they thought I was walking around in the kitchen. My father went to go look for me, um, but when he walked into my room, I was sound asleep. Uh, so they had, they had heard somebody walking around. 
So that was one of their experiences. So it was something that was more kept quiet. We ended up talking. It became more open in our later teens into the 20s before uh, my mother spoke about it. My father, on the other hand, he wasn't a believer in any of this at all. So there was there was no talking to him at, um, during this time period. Just Does your mom still live in that house? Nope. Well, we all moved out um, uh, when I – yeah, we, we all moved out um, uh, in my late teens. Um, and we didn't move far away, but it was the difference was night and day, and uh, thankfully the haunting with uh, that place didn't follow us to the next. Yeah, so it was probably something attached to the property that you unfortunately <laughs> – with that, but um, section. So, where are some of your? Actually, no, let's not answer that. So, how did your team, you and I, research come about? How was that born? So it was. Um, I had a total of of three teams with you know I mean by name that right. was uh, that that I um had led over the years. I started my first team when I was 16, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, TPO Squad. Um, the second one was Paranormal Security Department. Uh, don't ask about the names. Stages <laughs> 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 uh, in my life, um, which ultimately all of those evolved from each other and eventually made it to UNI Research. So when our mission, um, our, our goals ended up uh, changing or evolving along the way, that's why the team began to evolve. Um, so at the time, it wasn't just the interest in the paranormal. Like, I love ufology and all that stuff. I've always been interested in that stuff um, as a kid. Uh, but the, the main thing was the, the, the social impact that I personally experienced and I witnessed my brother experience um, as a result of the paranormal. And I knew that um, I had to get into this field to try to figure out, first off, what happened to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and find out ultimately what the truth is. Right. Um, and that's where you and I research came in, um, and specifically the name to go along with it, why we named it the way we named it, and the operations to go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because to us, we knew, between Jeremy and I, we knew there were other people out there um, who maybe don't think that we went through, mm-hmm. who are experiencing the same social outcast events. Um, we know that if for the days that we don't end up making any progress on the paranormal and helping people, other people are going through this and will go through it in the future, other kids and such. Um, right. And I just can't think, I, I can't sit here, sit back and, and think about the fact that there's going to be other people, um, other children who may go through this exact same scenario. Right. Yeah. My um, oldest daughter has a gift. It's, it's, you you don't really know how to talk to kids about it because at the same time you don't want them to be too open if they don't have to be. You know what I mean? It, it's a tough scenario, I, and I I mean I completely understand. I can't speak um, from the, the uh, a parent standpoint. Um, I know as a child, um, personally, I I got to the point where it was like an a, alone in the world situation uh, scenario because I looked at. My parents don't believe me. Uh, the students are told to stay, uh, my classmates are told to stay away from me. You know, anyone I talk to is basically, you can't talk to these people, so good luck. You're on your own. Thankfully, I had my brother with him, uh, with me, uh, 
during the scenario, so I did kind of have someone to talk to. But we're both frightened. We're both, you know. Right. And to me, I was very protective of my brother. Anybody who knows me, you didn't mess with my brother. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, at the same time, I can't defend him against something that I'm having tr- having a problem with. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I mean, she knows what I do, <laughs> you know, but she's, but she's 10, you know, but I don't know. Um, anyway, so, so what are some of your favorite places to investigate and why? First of all, I know we, we randomly like ended up going to the Hinsdale house together with the other for my 32nd birthday. That was awesome. I had so much fun. That was the first time I, I think that I used the spirit box there and, like, the um, messages that we were getting through that were insane. Like, I watched that back sometimes. Um, and we had the flashlight and what what was it, the um, uh, cat balls going off. It was crazy. So, yeah, that was, was a fun such, night. It was such a good time. Yeah. So I know that's one of your favorite places. Like me. <laughs> so that was my second, um, no. That was, I think, my third time. No, my, it was my second time staying there mm-hmm. um, because I've only been at there one other time. It was a, it was back in 2018 um, where we booked Hinsdale House and Wildwood Sanitarium for the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had trouble booking Hinsdale because Hinsdale books like you know a five million years into the future. So far out. <laughs> um, uh, we, we got to um, uh, film with the Beyond the Dimensions crew for a little bit there, so we got to get back there for a little bit. And then, of course, um, we got to, uh, you know, for, for for your birthday and such. So that was – it was great. Hinsdale, I, I look forward to getting back there and doing more research. Uh, right. Of course, I have to mention Wildwood Sanitarium. Uh-huh. Um, that's uh, – that's a second home for our team where they're probably, I'm not even exaggerating when I say probably over a hundred times mm-hmm. um, since 2018 at this point. We love the place. Uh, we want to get back to the Ohio State Reformatory. That place is huge. Um, we haven't had a chance to really explore it. It wasn't, it was more of a, um, a filming that was um, for another, for uh, the Beyond the Dimension series. So we didn't get to, uh, you know, we didn't get to fully explore, but we got to mm-hmm. finally get to a place we've always wanted to get to. What's some of the history um, behind that place? I don't think I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Uh, Ohio State Reformatory. So I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about the history there, um, uh, because uh, that wasn't a place that we were. We weren't really. We were just. We were going to be doing one, pretty much one experiment there, so we were setting up specifically for that. Um, but it's. It basically was, I mean, a, a, uh, a prison, and uh, it's, I could just say that it's huge. I mean, there were definitely plenty of deaths there and, and, and such. Um, I know there's far more to it, um, but it's, uh, there's so many different areas. Like, we got access to some areas that the public doesn't get to see, uh, doesn't get really access to, mm-hmm. um, uh, underneath the actual building itself, and I, I tell you, that's on and on and on and on. Um, and supposedly there may have been people that have been killed or buried down there or, or something to that effect. I think that's something that um, 
was being discovered through like the spirit box sessions. I mean, it's obviously not fully confirmed necessarily. Did you feel like uh, it was a, Did you feel like it was a place of like like high energy though? You're like. It was strong when we were there. It was very strong. Um, and and I mean, a, a lot of it, of course, was uh, you know, it, it was more of a. Uh, it appeared to be more inmate than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were some. There were some other entities that we kind of like. Why is there like a a child here? Um, oh, there's a. There appears to be a guard that's walking around. Um, which some of that makes sense. And then, yeah, like, like I said, there were some entities where it was like, I don't understand how you fit into the history here. Right. Well, we both know that some spirits can disguise themselves as other things for a manipulation tactic, probably. <laughs> we've, we've had an entity from a location that, uh, that has done that and actually admitted to doing it. Yeah, no doubt. So what is your, to date, what is your most profound spiritual experience that you've had? That's a a tough one. Um, So, I mean, I I guess the, uh, I would say um, outside the personal aspect, it was uh, at Wilson Castle where there was essentially on the third floor there was a, an entity that was setting up a trap. Um, we ended up falling for it. It, it, it worked. Uh, we ended up getting some excellent evidence out of it. Um, so, you know, kind of mission success. But um, but basically, we it was like a circle, and we kept on doing this. We All our team members kept on doing, like, this circle thing with um, when we were talking about uh, the third floor, and we didn't know why. It was just we subconsciously did it. And what ended up happening was that when we went back and, and watched the video and, the, and listened to the audio all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, there was a pattern where all the cameras, the batteries were dying, and it was um, – and people, um, their energy was getting drained, and it was, it was literally going around in a circle. Um, all the rooms on the third floor, they're connected, um, and the way we were spread out, caused the specific entity to walk around. And then eventually uh, we ended up getting uh, uh, one team member got scratched. Uh, we ended up capturing a very profound apparition. It gave us incredible details about the manifestation process. Um, wow. Another investigator beyond the dimensions, uh, my catcher, we, um, what's it called? We both saw with our, uh, our own eyes a shadow figure. And we gave chase, and the shadow figure, I mean, of course, we didn't see it once we entered the room, but then I ended up basically getting uh, uh, spiritually attacked in that room. I felt very lightheaded. I felt like um, there was a set of goggles that Jeremy made that felt like it was kind of getting ripped off my um, head. And we ended up catching EVPs with an entity kind of celebrating and saying, you know, you know, basically trying to say to the other entity, possess them, get in there. Um, oh, and I wow. ended up almost falling to the ground. Thankfully, our uh, one of our second-in-command for our team, Katie Peak, uh, she recognized what was happening. She grabbed onto me, and she helped uh, lower me to the ground so I didn't, like, fall backwards. So that was definitely an experience we never forgot. Wow. 
I do think I actually I think I remember you telling me that at Hinsdale. Yeah. So that's Wilson Castle. You said. Where is that? It's another incredible place. Uh, that's in the uh, uh, Proctor's Vermont. Okay. Cool. Um, and, and again, it's another. It, it's a really really great place. Just where once you get to the third floor, the dynamic of the haunting changes. A little more about Wildwood. So that was literally the first investigation where I, like, after we investigated, I got so tired. Like, normally I don't, like, sleep, if at all. No, I I was the only one. I slept all night. It was so weird. After we investigated, I was like, out, done. I slept in the room where uh, the Nick Roth in that um, Deathwalker episode was at, that um, where the mirror fell and broke, you know, just the front row. Lockdown, uh, Nick and- oh, paranormal lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I slept in that room. I slept like a baby. <laughs> it was weird because, like, when I first got there, I was, like, so nervous for some reason. And then it kind of, like, it, I don't know, the whole a- the whole atmosphere of it just kind of, like, grew on me over time. It was, it was really cool. And then, like I said, to learn and appreciate some of the history after investigating. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to get back there. So, fun fact, I know exactly which room you're talking about. That's actually where my brother typically slept. Really? In that front yep. room? Yeah. I, I don't know. I picked it right away, actually. <laughs> Put myself down. Usually, I I usually sleep around the living room, or and, and there's a running joke going. I mean, I know there's pictures, and uh, uh, I, I tend to sleep underneath the dining table by the heater. Um so, right. yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. My brother, he always usually picks that one room. Sometimes he falls asleep on that couch at the entrance point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the one room with the mirror for, for sure. Aw, that's cool. Um, let's see. So, so, well, just out of curiosity, I guess, what are some other places um, maybe out of state that you would like to investigate? I am dying to go to the Conjuring House, okay? I know it's, like, so hyped up, but I'm, like, I don't know. I heard it's a lot like the Hinsdale House in a way, if, if not uh, crazier. <laughs> well, um, Jeremy and I did go to the Conjuring House along with uh, uh, one of our ex-team members, Robin Ramsey. Um, so it's definitely interesting. It's, it's definitely um, uh, worth taking a look at. Um, Did you guys stay there overnight? I'm sorry? Did you stay there overnight? Yes, we did. Okay, cool. I can tell you we slept fine. Really? Um, Yep, yep. There's activity there. We got EVPs. We had some um, audible uh, uh, experiences that we had, like some footsteps and stuff like that. But it wasn't anything that was like, you know, um, anything that – I, you know, I could compare it to the movies or anything of that sort. It was, uh, it, it felt like just a, it felt like a haunting, uh, one of some of the traditional hauntings we've been to. But we've only been there once, so we can right. go back there and have a completely different experience. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely want to get to Penhurst Asylum. Um, that's been on my list for the longest time. Uh I've heard a lot about Waverly. I know there's there there were things going on, but Waverly Hills is still an area that I want to take a look at. I've seen so many things about it, um, and all the data that we could collect from it, um, 
we have to get there. At some point, we have to get there. Right. I know there's, like, a lot of places that I want to travel to. Like, I feel like it always comes back to the Hinsdale House for me, personally. I love castles. I love castles. And, <laughs> you know, um, I know most of the castles are not necessarily in the United States, the ones that I really want to look at. Right. Uh, you know, I want to get to Dracula's castle. Like, that's a – I saw that on Scariest Places on Earth, and I was like, i got to get there. Well, that's so cool. I think someone's coming downstairs. Um, hello, John. So, okay, so when you are on an investigation, what are some of your favorite um, pieces of equipment to use? I know that last time I saw you, you had, uh, like, probably one of the coolest ar- arrangements of technology that I've ever seen. <laughs> Spearfox was insane. Uh, to, to Rick Perry, another uh, yeah, investigator, he helped us uh, build that box. Um, and I've always wanted to know how to build some equipment, so he was helping us learn how to do that. Absolutely fell in love with it. Um, but, but honestly, some of the more traditional equipment is what we, what I like to use best: the simple digital recorders. Uh, the I, now that you know, I'm in possession of, of Jeremy's cameras. I use the DSLRs. Um, for long exposure photography, um, and a lot of different lighting equipment and, and such, doing different light experiments, doing dis- different audio-related experiments. Um, I've looked at other uh, technology out there. A lot of it seems to be the same, just a different design. Um, sure. So I tend, I, I tend to, uh, considering how much the um, how much money is typically, you know, a lot of this stuff is. If, if I got to find something unique about it, and if I can find something unique, I can collect specific data from it, um, and I can have more than one purpose for it, then I'll purchase it. Uh, right. So far, not a lot of uh, technology, especially as of recent, that I've really been looking at. So mm-hmm. a lot of it's been basic. Right. Um, so, so where do you see yourself going forward now with your research, with your team? The, the, the end game for me is to, to essentially, um, oh, it just got really bright. Um, uh, what you call it? The end game for me is basically, uh, I, I want to travel the world. Um, I want to be traveling with me. We, we want to gain our first uh, fact within the paranormal field, um, something that, you know, we can bring to the university or universities, different scientists and such, have them, you know, verify the information and ultimately it becomes um, something more instead of just, a, you know, instead of just a bunch of hypotheses or beliefs get our first fact in the paranormal field. Uh, at the end of the day, that's ultimately what I want to do is, is get out there um, with the team and, and just constantly travel. And that be the thing we do all the time. Um, it, I mean, we do filming as such. We, we do our paranormal puzzle series. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that, that's another great thing we love to do. We have fun with it. It's a lot of work. Um, so trying to balance the research, which is what we primarily do with the production, is uh, it, it, it can be very difficult, uh, but we enjoy it. We just need more time to do it. 
I can see your light is uh, acting a little wonky. It might be a spiritual experience. I don't know. I mean, look at that. I'm watching it. But, yeah, I I have, like, total faith in you. You know, that is something that you can accomplish. And I know that anyone who knows you and is friends with you or, you know, your loved ones, we all know that you have the fullest potential for this. So, Um, yeah. I'm so happy that you came on and did this show. We need to do an investigation soon. (laughs) It'd be cool to go to Wildwood with you. It really would. So, let's plan something. We have to. We've talked. We've been. T- we've talked about it before. We've got to get back there. I heard saw that you were a Bob was with the Edda. I'm like, yeah. Sorry. No, it was just a team thing. So, but <laughs> next time, yeah, we were a good like you know team there. That was like good energy. <laughs> we had fun, but all right, John. I will let you go. If that's okay. Gotta go get kids to bed. Back to school tomorrow. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. We'll have to have you back sometime. All right, I'm going to, or I think you click off or I click you off. I don't know. But thank you so much, John. Have a good night. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Take care. Bye. Okay. that guy. Okay. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, when I'm done, I'm going to tag John's uh, paranormal team uh, below this video, and I'm also going to be tagging my paranormal team, our paranormal team, Ghost Stories, Fact, and Fiction. Find us on Facebook, and we are also on TikTok at GSFF Paranormal. Um, like I said, we have a two-day psychic fair coming up. I am so excited. Again, that is May 20th. 21st, um, we're going to be posting more about it, um, list of vendors and speakers and all that stuff. So um, I hope everyone had a good night and had a good, e- have a good night and had a good Easter. And um, thank you again, John, for talking to me. And uh, thank you again, Ryan, with the freaking awesome paranormal show. Bye, everyone. Have a good night.